Okay, we have um, another guest in the studio, Jen. We do indeed. They're coming in fast and furious. So we yeah. have Ema McNamara, um, who many will know through the Schlievochty Drama Group. Um, she was the festival director for the Clare Drama Festival. And so we invited Ema to be part of the show today to kind of let us know how the Clare Drama Festival actually went. So Ema, welcome. Morning. How are you all? <laughs> Thank you for being with us. So tell us... how. I suppose kind of comparing the Clare Drama Festival for this year, it wasn't on for the last couple of years. How did, how did everything actually go this year? It went quite well. We were very, very happy with it. Um, obviously, as you say, different than pre-COVID. Um, we were expecting small numbers. We didn't, we, well, we didn't know what to expect because it was the first festival since restrictions had lifted. Um, we are slightly later in the run of festivals across the country, so we were kind of keeping touch and checking in with other festivals locally in Munster and, and, and around the country to see how their numbers had been and how mm. groups had been. It was um, <clears throat> excuse me, a constant query. Um, unfortunately, COVID is still around and groups were still affected, but we mm. were very lucky. We, we um, None of our groups missed a night due to COVID, so we were able to put on our full festival, which was um, which was brilliant. Brilliant. Pressure taken off. And who, who ended up actually winning in the end? So we have two sections within okay. the festival so we have an open section who Kilmeen Drama Group from Cork were successful there they came first and then in our confined section uh, Camaros Drama Group from Wexford okay. came first so funnily enough they were the Friday and Saturday night the final two nights but oh, it had really nothing did. to do with it because I saw the we Saturday had them night both there yeah. on final night so it was lovely just to have them around to take their prizes and stuff like that it brilliant nice. and what is the difference between the open and the confined um, so the kind of the starting place will be mm. at the confined level um, so I think every group nearly will start at confined level and if you are successful in the confined All-Irelands mm. you can progress it's kind of just a grading system kind of like you know A and B yeah, yeah. kind of resources numbers would kind of affect a lot of groups as to whether they could put on a show at the open standard to be a, kind of a higher standard traditionally yeah. and this was your first time as the festival director but you've been involved for many years I've been involved for a lot of years um, firstly kind of as just a general helper and then I officially kind of joined the committee probably more than 10 years ago wow um, and yeah just you couldn't escape it I really couldn't your, your dad has been very involved in it for a long long time Petty yeah both mum and dad have been involved yes. for years and years and years and that's yeah that's how you get roped in because you have to come and make the teas and help tidy up the hall at the end of the night and those kind of things and yeah well you did a great job because I was there on the Saturday and like there's a great buzz about the, mm. the Clare Drama Festival and it's a nice way, I suppose, for people to actually see the talent that's out there and oh, yeah. welcome other groups from around the country. It was really lovely because we would have a lot of groups that would come back annually to us. Yeah. So Kilmeen come almost every year, Cara Finn. Um, normally have Schlivakti, unfortunately, we didn't this year. But there's a lot of groups that come every year. And it's kind of like an extended family. Yes. It's the same people. Traditionally, you'd have a few new people, but a lot of the same people are involved for years and years and years. So not having seen those people for a couple of years... It was lovely to have them all back and it was like just little family gatherings and little reunions every night. Yeah, it was lovely. lovely. And it must be, it, I, I imagine it's quite a hard thing then to actually judge each of the, and I know judge sounds quite a, <laughs> a harsh word, but in terms of how each of the the groups actually perform, how they actually interpret different scripts, plays, 
like it must be very hard to actually say well this one was better than that one so how does the actual like who was the adjudicator this year how does it work so yeah so basically luckily enough we don't have that job we have (laughs) because we're all friends with the group so we have an independent adjudicator every year and so this year we had walker york um, so he's tr- uh, originally from Derry, but he's living in Down. Um, Walker's been, he's a lovely man. He's been down with us a couple of times. So I think it was his third visit this okay, year. Fantastic. Over the years, he's been with us. Um, and he has the job of basically deciding who gets what. It's kind of graded out of 100. So there's a certain percentage of marks for acting, for technical ability, for pr- presentation. So he has kind of an allocation of marks to give to each topic. And he decides where people fall mm. and then it's the total great total mark at the end out of 100 yeah. which determines the placings okay and I suppose what was his thoughts on the actual festival this year I think he enjoyed it it was like I mean he has always said he loves coming to East Clare um, as I said I think it's his third visit to us but he has you know, adjudicated in Dunbeg he'd be very familiar with Munster and the and surrounding areas so he seemed to enjoy himself very much. Yeah. He was out and about every day, and I think he came up for a chat with yourselves as well around the time of the festival as yeah, well. Yeah, and I gather he would also, outside of we said the public adjudication, which happens at at the end of the performance, uh, he would also meet the group afterwards, presumably, and and give them yeah. tips or give them his advice as to how they should. Uh, how they they should carry on so kind of the the, the standard way to do it is that kind of the the public adjudication as we refer to it from the stage after the play is is nearly for the benefit of the audience to maybe some plays we're all very familiar with and maybe other plays might be newer so it, it gives maybe a better understanding of what the author might have been trying to purvey and whether the group maybe did or didn't successfully do that or maybe to highlight some points that he found quite amazing sometimes you'd have very good lighting displays or sound or amazing acting which is what we're all looking for and then the private adjudication is is just that it's the group and the adjudicator and a member of the committee sits in just to be an independent in it and that's where he kind of gives his his group adjudication so he will give pointers on like this was done very well you might think about changing something here it's all opinion, so the groups can take it on board. They can mm. agree or disagree. It yes. totally depends because obviously they have put on the show possibly anything up to seven or eight times in front of an audience and maybe kind of at, lo- at home in a local environment as well. Um, so they'll have had their opinion of, of what they want the show to look mm. like and what they perceive as the story. So sometimes they take it on board and more but times they I don't. suppose different adjudicators can probably have different opinions. <laughs> that is 100%. You, will, you could get a different adjudication in eight different festivals and if you changed it every single time, you'd be wrong yeah. seven times. <laughs> yeah. so, so you have to decide what you need to do and what's best for your group as well. So it's, it's a very interesting process to hear the more technical opinion of, of what went right and what went wrong. And speaking yeah. of technicality, you're not an actor yourself. But you're being involved for many years in Steve Oakley Drama Group. Can you tell us a bit about your own, I suppose, involvement with that? So a couple of years back, so 2019, I um, got roped in, got asked to join the group um, from a technical point of view, from the lighting perspective. Um, I won't act. <laughs> but, um, but I helped out and we were putting Sive on the road. So we went... I said yes, and we had a great time. Um, I won't claim to be the most technical lighting one, but I had an understanding of the boards and how the lights mm. work from a bit of a crash course we got through the festival. And so I've been helping with the lighting for the last couple of years, yeah. And it must be very interesting now kind of seeing it from both sides, both from kind of the crew and backstage to now actually being an organiser. Mm-hmm. Has it given you a greater appreciation of how much is involved? 
um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely like um, so yeah and it's given a kind of like you'll be able to see how other festivals do things mm. without it necessarily being on the, the, the front of house side of things so from a group's perspective what works what doesn't work mm. and being able to bring that information back into the committee and go well we were at such a place and they did this and it was yeah. the whole you know, the cast really appreciated it maybe we can incorporate that into our festival and so it, it's kind of nice to be able to, to see a different side of it definitely yeah. and then also multi-skilled multi-talented um, not only the festival director for the Clare Drama Festival and then in terms of lighting for Schlievochty but you actually got to direct for the first time I did, yes, last year. So we, as a group, decided we would attempt to put and compete in the one-act festival. So the festival we run in Scarif is a three-act festival, okay. um, but across the country at the later half of the year, the one-act festivals run. And similarly, groups from all over the country compete in multiple festivals for an All-Ireland at the end of the month. Um, and it is as much chaos, but yeah. we have... Um, <laughs> It's um, so the way it runs normally is over the course of the weekend and you might have two or three shows a night over three nights. So it's a, it's a big undertaking. There's a lot of people to organise. Um, but yeah, so we, we decided we don't as a group. We haven't competed very often on the one acts, mm. but because we have been starved of drama for so long, yeah. we said we'd give it a go. And I got the task of directing, but I had a lot of help. So yes. I wasn't just left to my own devices. And so day. tell us a bit about the play. It was my narrator. So my narrator. Yes. Um, it is a piece that has four actors in it. We This year was a bit different because we were limited with COVID restrictions as to numbers that you mm. could bring from a cast and crew perspective. We had to find um, a play that had very few yes, people yeah. needed on stage so that we could have a few extra people backstage and director and all the rest. Um, so we were lucky enough that we found this play. It was a nice play and it was a nice uh, two female, two male. So it was nice and balanced. Um, very nice play and obviously had our own locals and yourself you helped out you came and helped us on the road and backstage yeah it's um, great fun actually it, yeah. it, it is good fun um, I kind of did the lighting because I was able to so yeah. I was much more comfortable up there than I was with the directing but yeah it, yeah. it was really really it's fun. a new skill yeah it's definitely a new skill set in terms of moving from the lighting to the directing because there's so much that you have to factor in as well to the whole experience of how people are going to not only act in the play how it's going to look how people are going to actually experience the play yeah and for me like from being years of going to plays I know what looks right but having to learn how to articulate that to yes. other people because in my head you know what you want them to where you want them to be but how do you get them there and how do you tell them so it was a it was a really good learning curve but I, as I say I had I had a lot of help so yeah. it, was, it was very you know good. what it's all the experience which is great and it was a fantastic play I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it I think the the actors all four of them did a phenomenal job as did yourself as director and I think the other thing then is kind of bringing that so you said this talk about like there's the one act play there's a three act play and then there's also the All-Ireland so how does the All-Ireland work then? So what we have is, as I say, you have your two different sections. So we've it, around the country run two Ireland sections. Mm. So actually, the confined Ireland started last night mm. in Ballyshannon and Donegal, and our confined winners opened Ballyshannon last oh, night. Wow. Actually, um, so I hope they did well. Yeah. So yeah, the way it works is that all the groups compete, and they are competing for first, seconds, and thirds mm. each podium place is allocated a number of points and it's the top nine groups on each league table go through to the All-Ireland. Okay, wow. Um, so yeah, so this year was a little bit different. We'd no, there was only 13 confined groups on the circuit, so that was quite few in comparison to previous years. You could have anywhere up of 
20-25 groups um, so to get them get the nine groups they learned at such a high standard was really really good um, we had four confined groups in the festival in Scarf this year yeah. and actually all four groups have made it to the All-Ireland. Oh, so fantastic. It's, it's, it's very good. We'll be, we'll be watching that very closely. Yeah. And then in the open side, it's the same. The same principle applies. The top nine groups go through, but the open All-Irelands are always held in, in Athlone. Okay. And that will be starting from the 5th of May. And does it take place over one weekend or um, over a week? Nine or nights. Nine yeah. nights. So it okay. runs for the nine nights um, and it will run consecutively for, for nine nights. Okay. And then in terms of locally, so what are the plans for next year's Clare Drama Festival? Oh, or yes. are you just taking a breather before you start thinking about it? Well, we, we will have, we'll have a festival meeting and we'll kind of, as we class it, close the festival. We'll just kind of have a, a quick chat about what went well and what didn't and what mm. worked and what didn't and what can we do better next year because that's kind of what you have to constantly do yeah. is, is make small improvements every year and then it's not so much of a, a big burden the following year because it, there's a lot of work um, like from a point of view of organising the festival, bringing groups in and having applications. That starts around October, November. Okay. Um, you have groups applying and then it's getting in contact with them and that's basically my new role. Yes. Um, so you're kind of constantly tipping away at it over the winter and then from a about kind of January, February, then we're meeting maybe every two or three weeks just to kind of start planning what we need to do, organising sponsorship and patrons, adverts, um, who's going to do what. And kind of then obviously when we get closer to the time as a group, we have to get into the hall. We're lucky we have the hall in, over in the community college and we get the keys to the hall about a week before the festival and opens. it's very much, I imagine, all mm. hands on deck. So all if, pe hands on if deck. people want to get involved, how can they? They can contact any member of the committee, um, myself, um, our chairperson, Eamon Maroney, um, Dad. Give Dad a dozen. But yeah, anybody who's, who's involved in the committee would, would gratefully chat with anyone. We're always looking for new members. Mm. We had, last year, you'll remember, because all the halls were closed yes. and we had a radio festival. That was brilliant, yeah. Uh, we had 20 plays um, and I suppose we were the only radio station in the country to do it. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lot of, you mentioned the, the family of uh, of groups around yes. the country that you're all very friendly with. And uh, I know it was Tom Henley mm. contacted them all yeah. and, and uh, Tom and Owen organised the, the radio play festival last year. It which was great, was, yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't as good as the, the, the no, going it, into a hall. It but gave everybody a little bit of, <laughs> of dramatics and it was it was fabulous just to keep keep those people talking to each other and keep yeah. the groups together because that is the hardest part that a lot of groups kind of found it, some groups found it very difficult to, to reform and it, it's a huge commitment like it's a huge commitment from the festival's point of view but it's a massive commitment from a group's point of view a group could be putting on anything up to or attending upwards of eight festivals and it's in a very short window so you could be attending mm. eight festivals in the bones of two three weeks yes. and they could be all over the country and it's a uh, you have to put your sh like you put you land in the morning you put your set up you put your show on in the evening and you take your set down um, so it's a full a lot of work it's involved. a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment and for I the suppose people involved. the radio play is different we we intend to do another uh, festival in the summer this year uh, when you know when the, I mean when all the, the festivals in the halls are over yes but um, it is, I suppose, the, the Radio Play Festival probably gives a chance to maybe extra people to get involved in drama Definitely. Who, who mightn't have been one of the four you mentioned. Of or, course, exactly. Yeah. And that's where, like, even in Shlivakti, we mightn't always compete on the one-act circuit, but we would have always tried to put on some one-act shows locally. Um, it's great to just get people who might not even want to commit to the circuit in the three-act level, but want to be part of the group and maybe want to act. And so... 
there isn't uh, there's still a lot of commitment in putting on a play mm. where you don't have that kind of having to travel and commitment of going to different areas and maybe taking days off work and things like that whereas if we're doing the one act we kind of put the shows on over the weekends we meet in the evening so we try and accommodate people from that point of view but you still want to be involved so it's, it's and it gives new people a chance to maybe not have as much of a commitment or as much responsibility that if you're putting on a smaller play in a smaller place it's maybe a little bit easier to get your toes wet. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and I know for myself, like I, I managed to be part of the radio play and it was um, written by Tara Sparling. Yes. And it was great because like that, you just record a little bit, you're on it for a minute and you go, that's great. But I would never get up on stage. Yes. And that, just that kind of like absolutely no way. 100%. But it was great fun to be part of it. Um, and I think even in terms of like that, the talent that, that exists within East Clare, um, to be part of, say, something like the Schlievochti and even like remembering Alan Sparling, whose anniversary was last weekend exactly. as well. And he had won, was it the best actor for in the All-Ireland yeah, uh, for Moonglow, I think it was. Moonglow, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's great talent out there. So like that, if anybody is a budding actor or, you know, wants to get involved in some way, you know, you don't even have to great be a budding actor. Yeah. If you yeah. just want to get involved, it's, it's, um, it's surprising. Some people just turn up and it's, uh, we have a couple of people who, like younger people who've joined in the last couple of years and it's just that they want to do something different or they want to maybe challenge themselves um, so it's, it's and we'll yeah. always find a job and a role yeah. <laughs> even yeah. if you don't well, want between, to be between yourselves in the drama and the, the musical society, society yeah. there are there, there's a huge range of opportunities oh there is and there's so much people. talent yeah. there's so much talent in East Clare so it's, it's brilliant well we look forward to seeing more of your talent, whether it's in the technical, in the directing, in the Clare Drama Festival. Um, so I hope you get a chance to actually have some rest after all of this, <laughs> after a busy year. Um, so, Emer, thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to hearing more about your uh, drama ventures in the future. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Emer.